Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday, February 12th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, apparently the Indians weren't done making uh, making outfield moves. Uh, uh, after we finished up our podcast yesterday, they announced they had signed Ben Gamel to a minor league contract with a spring training invite. And then later on in the evening, uh, before they wrapped things up, they, they came to agreement with uh, Billy Hamilton, uh, formerly of the Reds. Uh, and, and the Royals, uh, Billy Hamilton, the, the speedster. Uh, he will also be invited on a minor league contract, uh, invited to spring training. So uh, the competition for outfield spots just uh, just got a little bit tighter. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess the Indians were as worried about the outfield as, as all their fans were. So, uh, you know, two interesting moves, you know, uh, Hamilton's a switch hitter. Uh, Gamble's a left-handed hitter. Um, you know, Hamilton is, you know, center fielder, kind of classic center fielder. Uh, I can, you know, with his speed, uh, Gamble is a guy that can play either corner. He's played a little center field and he's played some first base. So some interesting guys, you know, to add to the mix and give, um, you know, give the outfield a little uh, veteran kind of look. You know, I kind of like these moves, Joe. They didn't, they got away from moves like this last year when they just kind of, you know, promoted from within, brought a bunch of young guys, uh, you know, in, in all positions from their farm system and, and uh, tried to, you know, fill out the roster that way. So maybe one of these guys sticks. The addition of Hamilton, does that speak more uh, towards, you know, is that more of a, an indictment of Oscar Mercado or uh, Bradley Zimmer in terms of what they feel they have in center field, uh, because this is a guy who, who can give you, you know, lights out defense, but, but really you're not sure about what he, what he can provide at age 30 uh, offensively. It, it's, it's almost seems like his best years at the plate are behind him. And even those years weren't all that great in terms of what his numbers were. Yeah. Offensively, it's kind of been a challenge. He's the classic, you know, you can't steal first base guy. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, with, with the performances Zimmer and uh, Mercado, you know, turned in last year, the Indians, I think they'd have to have a hole in their head not to be concerned. Yeah, uh, Oscar, so. Oscar Mercado hit 168 in 36 games last year. So just 
Just throwing and that Zimmer, out. Zimmer, you know, was kind of didn't even make it through the season. He got sent down, you know, after, you know, good spring training too. But he just, you know, he didn't get a lot of at-bats during the regular season, during a 60-game sprint. And when he did hit, he did, you know, when he did get an opportunity, he didn't take advantage. So, you know, I think they're just kind of covering themselves. Right. Uh, as far as Gamble goes, I mean, I guess it's a requirement that they have at least one uh, long-haired, shaggy-looking kind of guy on the roster. They traded away Mike Clevenger, Clevenger last year, so uh, they they had to, to sort of open up a spot for, for Gamble. Uh, what do you think his chances are, given that they have guys, you know, like a Daniel Johnson, who who's apparently right there and, and, and ready to make that next step to the to the majors, uh, you know, full time, or uh, you know, if you've got a Josh Naylor that you got to put out there if he's not playing first base, uh, there's there's a lot that that Gamble's going to have to show them in order to to make it worth their while to keep him around. Yeah, and probably you know an insurance move. I think you know maybe if uh, they they need another uh, an outfielder, if um, if Naylor wins the first base job, perhaps if they they make a decision that way, you know you you've got Gamble to platoon with uh, Luplo, um, uh, you know, and you know you, there's not a lot of right-handed hitters in that outfield. I mean, Mercado is, but other than that, I mean, you know, so and Gamble's a left-handed hitter, so. You know, he kind of fits in into that group, but, you know, it would have been nice to bring a right-handed hitter in and just, uh, you know, kind of balance that outfield uh, group out. So we'll, we'll see what he does. Um, you know, maybe, you know, if you're, you, you've got to have guys to play games and uh, I'm not saying he's just a villain, but, uh, you know, he's, he's had, a, he had two, you know, really productive years in Seattle, you know, um, not great years, but productive years. So, uh, you know, I think, uh He's a guy that could help them. Yeah, I, I, I guess, like you said, this move, uh, it, it doesn't seem like it's, uh, you know, just to have a warm body out there. But why wouldn't you bring up uh, a, a, or invite a guy like George Valera to, to, to spring training, if, if, if not just to give him a look there? It's probably just because he's still, what, 19, 20 years old. Yeah, and, you know, I think we'll see him in spring training. We saw him in spring training, too. You know, he, play, he had a few at-bats with the big league club during, you know, the, the second spring. Uh, I bet he comes over like, you know, they did with Jose Ramirez and Lindor when they were, you know, coming up through the system. I would, I, I could see him getting some at-bats early in spring training, you know, playing some outfield and, uh, you know, just trying to make an, his, you know, put his best foot forward. Right. The, uh, the, the Gamble signing just sort of, when I, when I heard that, I had the same reaction when I heard that they had signed, you know, a couple of years ago, they signed Matt Joyce, you know, that, that's the kind of the, the feeling or reaction I got to it. I was like, that guy, is he going to, is he really going to, you know, fit what they're, what they're looking for? Uh, another left-handed bat. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe he sticks, maybe he, uh, maybe he, he hits lights out and he, uh, he makes the team. And uh, if not, then uh, he, you know, they could stash him at the triple A maybe who knows. Yeah, I mean, you know, usually these guys, when they come in on these deals, they, uh, you know, they have an out clause at the end of spring training. If, if they agree to go to, uh, to a AAA, they've also got an out clause usually around June, where if they're not on the big league club, they can opt out. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a move where, you know, it's a kind of a, the move general managers have to make, you know, just to make sure you've got, you're protected at, at every position 
as much as you can be. All right. That's the kind of deal that uh, Oliver Perez had a few years back. And that's, uh, you know, how he, he left the, the Yankees to come to the Indians and, you know, wound up getting a, a couple of, a couple of contracts with the Indians that way. Yeah. He played basically three years and uh, made some money and uh, kind of revived his career. We'll see. I don't think anybody has picked, picked up Oliver. There, uh, it, it, he's that he's like a vampire that he's never. <laughs> that, that, uh, Oliver Perez will pitch forever. The, the yeah, hopefully, player. hopefully somebody uh, signs uh, bring brings Oliver to camp and, and Tyler Naquin too. We haven't heard anything about Naquin yet either. Very good. You know, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll look into uh, doing a post later on either this week or next week of, uh, you know, the the Indians 2020 roster. Where are they now for all the guys who, uh, you know, got picked up or cut or whatever? I think Delano DeShields is back on a on a minor league contract in in Texas even. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I missed that one. But, yeah, he signed a minor league deal with Texas. So he's back back uh, where, uh, you know, before the Corey Kluber deal, hopefully uh, Delano. You know, has a little better luck in center field or that center field in the new ballpark in Texas than he did at Progressive Field here. All right. Well, if if uh, if Emmanuel Class A doesn't make the Indians roster, I think that that whole deal is a complete wash right now uh, for both teams. Yeah, it's a, that's a deal that hurt both teams. It's except for the 17 million that the Indians didn't have to pay uh, Kluber. So uh, great. Okay, yesterday we did get. Uh, a look at the Indians' uh, Raha, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, schedule uh, for the upcoming 2021 season, uh, including the times and and game, uh, I guess game times, everything set in stone. Uh, the home opener is going to start at 4:10. Uh, what do you think of those 4:10 start times? How do you like that? You know, I I don't mind it, and I, I guess you know you're trying to, uh, you know. Hopefully they can get some people in the stands. I don't know. Will they have people in the stands? You know, is it, is it something that, you know, guys will rush home from work to turn on the TV or, or will you, will fans, you know, kind of get out of work early and maybe be among the, uh, who have, what, eight to 10,000 that they could let in the ballpark. Right. Then, you know? I, I would imagine that since the Cavs have been operating most of this season at what, 14 to 15% capacity uh, at that arena, there's there's definitely going to be some sort of uh, fan presence at the ballpark on opening day, but it's very much going to be spaced out and nowhere near capacity. That that it's almost like to me, if you've got to jump through all these extra hoops and spend all this extra money to have fans in the ballpark, and it's not even worth, you know, because you're only going to have 2,500 fans there, you know, why why do all that extra work? But I, I understand the the need for it and the the reason why it would be something a lot of people would want to see. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't I can't imagine them not having fans in the stands on opening day. And you know the the start time is interesting. I, I remember the last for some reason that that game I can't remember who they were playing, but Corey Kluber was pitching the home opener or may have been the season opener, and it was like thirty degrees. And it was early April, maybe maybe late March, early April, and just just a cold, cold uh, day. And I, you know, I think they had to cancel the first game and come back the next day, and it was just as cold. But so that kind of that that always sticks in my mind with those three p.m. starts in early April. All right. Uh, another highlight on the schedule is later on in the season, August twenty second. 
uh, is a Sunday night game. Uh, it's a home game for the Indians against the Los Angeles Angels and Mike Trout, uh, Shohei Otani. It should be a, a lot of fun that with that weekend. But that game uh, Sunday night is going to take place in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh, as part of the Little League World Series. Uh, uh, Little League Classic is, is what they've done the last couple of years. Uh, they play it at a minor league park in Williamsport, and uh, it should be a lot of fun there. Uh, that I don't know. Have you ever been to Williamsport uh, for anything, Wainsey? No, I never have. I never I, have. It, 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 it's got to be, uh, you know, really exciting for the kids because uh, in a normal situation, the, the players and everybody are, are able to interact with the, the, the Little League teams there on the field. I can't imagine that's going to be the case this year, uh, at least the up-close interaction with the, with the players, with the way things are in, in bubbles and, and things like that. But I'm sure that they're going to find some way to have it, you know, be a special time for the kids. And it's a, a lot of fun to see uh, any sort of interaction between the big league players and, and the little leaguers. Uh, could pre present a, a few challenges for us in terms of covering it, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, so it, it'll be fun. It'll be, be a little different look. Uh, and uh, I don't know if can you drive from here to Williamsport? I don't know how, how far that is. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in, in Pennsylvania. It's if we've got to take the, uh, the Pennsylvania Turnpike, that's always a nightmare. But uh, yeah. it, can, it can be done. I don't know. I'm going to Cooperstown later on this year, uh, hopefully for, That's right. uh, you know, a Cooperstown tournament for my, my son's 12U team. So we'll see. Uh, I'll give you a full report after the July 4th <laughs> holiday weekend about what, uh, what the youth tournament scene is like this summer. Uh, as far as the, uh, the schedule goes, they are, they are playing the uh, National League Central again in terms of uh, interleague, interleague games. Uh, there's games uh, at home against Milwaukee. Uh, they've got home and away against St. Louis and Chicago. Uh, I, I believe they've got Pittsburgh on the road. So, uh, again, yeah, Pittsburgh's a fun place to go watch a game. Yeah, it's a beautiful ballpark. The uh, press box is in nosebleed territory, but you got a great view of the rivers out there, the city. I love that ballpark. That's a great ballpark. And, uh, as always, we've got weekend series uh, away and home uh, against Cincinnati. So uh, always good to, to see that. Hopefully if we can, you know, see fans in the, in the stands in, in both ballparks uh, here in Ohio, uh, the, those games are in uh, April and May. So who knows, maybe by then there, there will be a little bit of movement there. With Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indian subtext. Our subscriber-based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media, and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to, you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. 
Bill, and all of our Indian Subtech subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team, and the best way to keep up is with Indian Subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or text Hoinsey or Joe at 216-208-4346. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian Subtext. Yeah, this schedule seems to have a lot more four-game series this year. There's there's a lot more off days uh, penciled in. There's a, a couple of uh, situations where they're playing, you know, like they'll have an off day on a Monday, they'll play a Tuesday-Wednesday two-game series, and then have an off day on a Thursday, and that's that's unusual. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, I guess you know if you if you play 162 games, they kind of stretched it out to give the players more off days. I think in the last the last basic agreement, and uh, you know, so the more off days I guess you get in the in in the season, the better off it is. You just like to have the off days at home, but most sometimes that do, it doesn't work out that way. Well, remember, off days for the players are also off days for the reporters. So uh, we, we, we look forward to those days as well. Uh, as far as uh, moving forward, the, uh, they, uh, Major League Baseball announced the affiliates uh, and the, that whole structure for uh, the player development system, what, what's, what Major League, Minor League Baseball is now being sort of reformed into this uh, new modern player development system 120 minor league baseball teams. Each um, each major league club will have four affiliates, and you've got Triple A, Double A, a High A, and a Low A. Um, and the Lake County Captains move from being a Low A affiliate of the Indians to now being the High A affiliate. Uh, Akron is still the Double A, and Columbus still the Triple A. Lynchburg becomes the Low A affiliate now uh, for Cleveland. Uh, is there is there a logic? Is there a reason to that move, or is it just uh, is it maybe probably just something in terms of regionalism uh, for the teams? Well, you know, I think this has been a move. You know, you know, ongoing. Joe uh, MLB has tried to streamline the minor league system. You know, they they uh, excommunicated, I guess, for at least forty big forty minor league teams from uh, you know from from the process. They're no longer affiliated with with the big league clubs. You know, you like you said, each team is limited to four minor league teams. You know, I think they may have a couple of camp teams or one camp team that they can, you know, house in their uh, in their spring training sites. And I think in the Dominican Summer League and still have a team. But, you know, I think you're going to see the number of players go down. I mean, I think the Yankees had, what, 500 to 700 players in in their system. They're not going to have to there's going to they won't have that many people in the, in the system anymore. So, you know, you've got different leagues trying to compensate for, for uh, base MLB's restructuring of the minors. And that's going to be interesting to see how it works. You know, Mahoning Valley got caught in that. Now they're in the draft league, mm-hmm. you know, a league mm-hmm. that'll, you know, feature, you know, college kids uh, ready for the draft at mid season. So, We'll see how it all works, but it, there's a lot of tradition that's been swept away. But but Major League Baseball wants to make it, you know, travel easier. They want to have better facilities for their players, 
and they want to concentrate on the players they think that can make the big leagues. They don't want, you know, I guess, you know, and that that's going to lead some players, you know, players out in the cold, basically. They're going to right. be looking for work, looking and playing a lot of independent ball. Right. Uh, and Major League Baseball will wrap this up in the guise of, you know, we're, we're trying to improve the quality by streamlining it. We're trying to improve the quality and that unless these players start getting, you know, a living wage or, you know, uh, getting paid more to, to be able to, to, to focus on their, their work as ballplayers. Uh, I, I, unless you're doing this to increase the players pay as well, I don't see the point in it. I, I just, uh, obviously the facilities are all going to be in line. They'll, they'll have, uh, you know, a more consistent way to evaluate players all the way through because all these parks will now have, uh, you know, the, the technology that, that you would see at the big league level and at, at the higher minors, you know, levels and things like that. But again, uh, you got to start paying these guys too. It's a, it's a labor issue as, as well. Yeah, I think, and I think that is part of it, Joe, if I, you know, at least from the MLB side, they said the fewer players you have, the, the more, pay, you know, you, you can increase the pay of the players that are still in you, you know, still affiliated with you that are still with your club. Uh, and I think, it, you know, it improves travel, you know, the way they have it set up now, but you know, it's, it's weird, you know, no more international league, no more Eastern league, no, you know, those are the leagues, no more, you know, no more Midwest league. Those are the leagues you kind of, you know, always followed. It's, it's just, it just sounds strange coming off the tongue. I mean, uh, you've got Bull Durham, uh, you know, riding the bus in the Carolina league. Come on. It, it, that's, that's what that's all about. Right. That's, uh, uh, and now they're talking about these these double A affiliates are divided into central, northeast, south. The the single A affiliates have a, a high A central, a high A east, and a high A west. Uh, so uh, the Indians triple A affiliate is going to be playing in an, a triple A east uh, league that is divided into th- is three divisions uh, among twenty teams. So I mean it, it's. It's going to be different, I guess, is, is the only thing you can say about it. Yeah, I mean, it's still baseball. It's still uh, still triple A baseball, double A baseball, single A baseball. And uh, but they're just, uh, you know, the, the, the leagues have been reassigned. There's no more league names and uh, the uh, leagues have been re- realigned to be a more, uh, I mean, more geographically uh, pleasing and, and easier to reach, I guess. And, you know, that's what people are talking about. They've been talking about that for years in the big league. So we'll see if that's the next step. All right, Hoinsey. We're going to wrap it up for this week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, by this time next week, we'll be talking about the Indians, pitchers and catchers having reported and, and getting ready for the first full squad workout. Uh, looking forward to it uh, here uh, as I'm looking out at the snow through my window. It's, uh, it's one more thing to sort of hang my hat on. 